This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Welcome to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Michael here with you. And over the next few days, we have a special guest in the studio, Pastor Tim's wife, Renee. And uh, Pastor Tim and Renee have been at the Village Church for over, I think, a year now. And um, yep. so truthfully, uh, a few words cannot express how grateful I am to have both you and Tim at oh, the Village thanks. Church. And um, so I was uh, a solo pastor for a while and just to have... Uh, your presence and maturity and your help has just been beyond beyond words, um, let alone um, friendship. Mm. So appreciate you guys. And and so uh, Renee is going to be with us over the next three days. A little bio on Renee. Um, she has been married to Pastor Tim for almost 34 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have two kids together and just had their first grandbaby. How many days ago? Two days ago. Two days ago. Easter, Easter Sunday. Sunday. Woo, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Uh, congratulations on Thank that. You. And your official grandma name is? Nana Nene. Nana Nene. Never heard it before in my entire <laughs> life, but I love it. I think it's amazing. And uh, so they have uh, two kids, one grandchild, and then also she is a public school teacher. She teaches sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So can you say puberty? <laughs> <laughs> and then some. And then some. Oh my goodness. And uh, so she's a, a sixth grade teacher in a public school in the area. And then on Wednesday, she's going to be doing a podcast on what is it like to be um, a Christian teaching in a public school. Mm-hmm. I cannot wait for that one. But today, here's the question. And uh, honestly, Renee, this is sort of a personal question for mm-hmm. me. Um, and uh, the question is, is it difficult to raise PKs mm-hmm. in the church. Now, a PK is a pastor's, pastor's kid. kid. I happen to have three of them, mm-hmm. seven, five, and three at the time of this recording. Right. And so I'm I'm just going to be soaking in and asking questions and interrogating. So, um, Renee, is it difficult to raise a PK in the church? Yes, no, maybe, possibly. What say you? Um, probably yes, no, maybe, possibly, what all of the above. Um, first of all, let me say that it's difficult to raise children. Mm. So we start with that aspect. But being a preacher's kid sometimes brings its own demands that are unexpected. I really appreciate some of the things that Brianne said in her earlier podcasts, that when they kick the walls or um, do things that are unexpected, some people are put off or surprised by that. And we have to remember, for the most part, and probably foremost, that they are children and they are sinners just like we are. Wait, your kids have sin natures? Well, I'm, I would like to say <laughs> no, but I know them best. Um, we often said that we had the best child and the worst child in the church. Uh, the preacher's kids are usually the best or the worst, and we had one of each. So true. Um, it's not true. Um, however, we did have one that tended to follow rules a lot closer than the other one did. And so as far as difficult goes... Um, I love the fact that having children brings you to your knees. Mm. And were it not for God, we wouldn't have made it through their childhood. Um, Either our son would have done something to harm himself, or we may have done something to harm him. (laughs) (laughs) I fear that is my future with my son. (laughs) There are a lot of similarities between the two of them. I can can only imagine. So as you raise um, kids in the context of a local church as Mm -hmm. a pastor's wife, what would you say are one or two of the unique challenges that a pastor's kid is going to have? 
Well, let me start off by saying that one of the things that originally attracted me to Tim was that I would lose him after church, and I would find him sitting talking to groups of random children. So I pigeonholed him as one who would be a great dad, Mm. and I'm very thankful because he was. So I felt like I had an advantage in that I had a partner Mm. who was very concerned with his children and who would help me. It wasn't going to be a one-woman show. Um, As far as some of the difficulties of raising specifically pastor's kids, again, I think Brianne hit the nail on the head that there are some unreal expectations from some of the people in the church or in the neighborhood or whatever, knowing that, oh, this is a pastor's kid, therefore he must be perfect like the pastor. Because the pastor's perfect. Well, so they think. That's right. Um, (laughs) I mean, at least Tim and I are. I know it's a struggle for other guys. Uh, Sure. Um, Anyway, um, and that was difficult. Um, along with that expectation was that I was going to be the perfect parent. And I make mistakes as well and did in the past. And there are many things I've gone back to the kids and apologized for, and Tim as well, Um, probably more that we need to apologize for that Mm. we still haven't. But some of the difficult situations are how to discipline them in public when there are so many different opinions of Mm. um, godly discipline. You know, some people are very free to give their advice. Um, <laughs> Why is it everyone's free to give us their <laughs> advice, but we're not free to give them our advice? What um, is that? <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe it's one of those tests that the pastors yeah. have to go through. Yep. Um, but sometimes we didn't like to discipline in public. Yep. Um, we did believe in corporal punishment um, for very specific reasons. Um, our children were spanked if they were disobedient or disrespectful um, or defiant. Mm -hmm. Those were the three reasons. Um, There was a very um, pattern to what we did. They had to explain what they had done wrong. They had to ask forgiveness. We prayed about it. Um, The spanking was just very a minor part of of the whole uh, repairing and restorative process when they did something wrong. Do you think your kids have grown up and uh, as you've processed being a PK and all that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. do they grow up with a fond experience of it or a frustrated experience of it or a little bit of both? Um, I'm sure that any child grows up with a little bit of both. Um, I've loved the fact that both of our children have said, we love the way that you disciplined and Mm. are planning to do something very similar with our own children. That's awesome. So it it gives us um, confidence that the Lord directed us in the right way. Uh, You know, being sinners ourselves, we didn't always listen as Mm. well as we should have, but are very thankful that our children are grown and love the Lord and serving in their local churches. So it obviously didn't scar them for life, right? (laughs) Most of it didn't. (laughs) Most of it didn't. That's great. Oh, I love that. So you've been in ministry with him for over 30 years. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So um, so 30 years ago, you started in ministry. Is that in the 80s? Is that correct? It was. Yep. And then 
let's just be honest, church culture, pastoral ministry expectations have shifted with almost every decade since then. Oh, absolutely. And uh, so share with us some of the expectations on you as a wife and mother and each, we'll just say generation, if you will, um, how those evolved, changed, maybe from church to church, some of the different expectations that have been on you, hmm. and then maybe even how that impacted your kids. Okay. Um, we have been to a, a number of different churches in the last 34 years, um, 35 together. Some of those churches had expectations that I would be the assistant pastor to the assistant pastor. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, again, as Brianne said in a previous podcast, that people would come to me when they wanted to get a message to Tim or they would come to me to tattle on Tim. And as she said, you know, very wisely, learned early with God's help that our role was to support our husband, not to take his place. Mm. And so it's been very easy um, as the years have gone on um, to consistently do that. Um, you had asked changing as the decades change. Um, we've been in churches that were a little more uh, traditional or legalistic where um, – that the expectation, like I said, was that I was his assistant. But we've also been in churches where the congregation was surprised if I helped with something. Hmm, interesting. That was very interesting for me. Was that a later experience? It was. Yep. Yeah, it was. Um, oftentimes, they uh, called us a twofer hmm. um, because I feel that God has worked in my life and in my heart to serve in different ways than Tim. You know, obviously I can stand in front of children and teach, but I would never stand in front of a congregation and preach. Yep. And Tim was a children's pastor for many years. For many years. Yep. So that's kind of the context of that. Yeah, Absolutely. Good. So um, people are very surprised when I don't maybe teach Sunday school because I'm a teacher. Do you play piano? I do not. Oh I, my goodness. How did you even become a pastor's wife in the I 80s? Know. That's not even possible. Okay, that's good. That's, that's good. That's about it. Awesome. Um, I sing. That makes up for it. That's right. So I've done worship and children's ministry and uh, children's worship, um, serving food, serving hospitality type things. That's more where my love languages are. Mm. So it's been an interesting road, as you said, as things have changed over the years. Yep. So would you say as we, as, as evangelical Christian culture got into the 21st century, um, that there have been lowered expectations of pastors' wives? Absolutely. Yep. That's. I feel like that's what I see is mm -hmm. um, most of the guys I know who are in ministry, they're there's been such a movement of protecting pastor's wives that it's now part of a new culture of leave them alone. Mm -hmm. Now, it doesn't mean they leave them alone, right? Mm -hmm. But at least on an official level, it's like a discussion mm -hmm. that is pretty pronounced that I don't sense as I hear people who have been in ministry for longer than I have been alive mm -hmm. that, um, that that was a very dominant conversation. It almost feels like, and I'd love for you to speak to this, that um, there were just cultural expectations and every church had their own and nobody was really challenging it. And if you didn't live up, it's like, well, that's too bad for you. Absolutely. Yeah. When Tim and I were first entering into the ministry, um, it was interesting. He was given psych evaluations mm -hmm. and questionnaires and those kinds of things. And often I was not. And Because sometimes the wife can be the crazy one. Absolutely. <laughs> and if you've met Tim and I, that might be one of the questions you have. But um, that's correct. Um, yet... 
there were so many expectations placed on that pastor's wife. She was to be there when the doors opened, Mm -hmm. when the doors closed. I think as you and Brianne mentioned earlier, sitting in the front row, smiling with her children, properly (laughs) dressed and clean. What we don't do. Exactly. (laughs) At all. Yeah. And it has evolved to... We're going to interview the pastor and maybe talk to his wife and find out how they get along, which I think is so crucial. Um, But then totally ignore the fact that she has gifts and talents to donate or to demonstrate Mm. and to be involved as well. Mm. That's awesome. So, Renee, you're you're in the studio Mm -hmm. with a young pastor with three kids, Mm -hmm. and you've been married 34 years. We've only been married 13. So comparatively, you have an excessive amount of wisdom compared to ours. You've been there, done that. You've watched lead pastors, senior pastors, executive pastors, associate pastors, and children's pastors. And, I mean, you've seen it all. You're a very smart woman. You're very observant. And so um, speak to all of the young guys about, raising kids in the church what would be the top one or two just pieces of advice that you would give to young pastors about maybe some of the unique challenges of raising pks Mm. i think probably the in my mind the most unique challenge is that when you are the pastor of a church there are hundreds of people who legitimately think that you are their personal pastor and i know that Tim's heart, I know your heart, is that you want to be everything that you can be as a godly example to those people individually. Mm. Um, Yet when you have children, God says that those children must come first. You have to be a father. Um, You have to follow the Lord first, be a father and a husband second, and be a minister third. And that's I think a very difficult um, pattern to follow. So often our children even felt that they came last, unfortunately. Um, And so that was a constant struggle was Mm. to keep that relationship um, alive and in the forefront, Mm. knowing that our mission is to make disciples of our own children first. Mm awesome i think everything feels urgent like mm-hmm. as a pastor you know oh, absolutely. someone says i need to talk to you mm-hmm. and in their brain it's urgent objectively it may not be urgent mm-hmm. but like there is a part of me and tim and honestly every good pastor i've ever mm-hmm. known that wants to love and to serve people yes and especially if you are in a church and i want to be very specific as i say this okay if there's 150 people in your church, there's likely one and a half pastors mm-hmm. and maybe some elders, you okay. know, and access is easy. Mm-hmm. If you're 200 people or 250, you might have two two staff, you know, and access is still easy, but it's harder. Mm-hmm. When you get to 400 people, um, you still have the, we'll say, experience in a worship service. Uh, because you might have two services. So it mm-hmm. might be the same size it's always been, but there's twice as many people. Mm-hmm. And then when you're 500, it's like you're still, you're like, okay, it's busier. You know, there's more people. There's right. more people I don't know, you know. Right. Um, and the pastors step back and we're like, I don't even know half these people. Uh, I want to. Right. And I want to be there for them, you know. And 
And so like, sometimes I don't think people totally understand. Like if a pastor comes up and says, Hey, you know, five years ago we were 150 people and now we're four or 500. Mm -hmm. The actual emotional toll on a pastor is huge and not in a bad way. I want you to hear that. Like the toll is this, I want to -hmm. give my best to everyone, but I can only give it to some. That's right. And uh, that's just really hard. But now as this plays out with kids, uh, it's very easy to not scale your yeses and your noes with the responsibility of the congregation in front of you. Mm -hmm. And so 100 people might come to you in a year and say, I need you. And if you say yes to all of them, then when your kids come up to you and say, I need you, it's going to be no. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think this is really the challenge of anybody who is in this awkward stage of a church. Once Mm -hmm. a church gets to four, five, six hundred, then the body gets used to it. You acclimate and you figure it out. Sure. Um, but there are a lot of pastors in this like two to 400 level who are really struggling because the demands are huge. Mm-hmm. They want to serve people. And then the, ultimately the people who get the brunt end of that are their kids. Mm-hmm. Now there's a whole nother set of challenges. This church is oh, sure. really, really big. And you guys were in a larger church and you understand that, but mm-hmm. everything's an emergency, but it's not, you know? No. And I have to really learn to say no for the sake of my wife mm-hmm. and for the sake of my mm-hmm. children and to protect them. And Tim has been really helpful for that. He's mm-hmm. come to me numerous times and said, Say no, give them to me. I'll take them. <laughs> well, and we have that advantage. Um, I I clearly hear what you are saying. We've been there a number of times. Yep. Um, we are blessed in our church to be able to have elders and community group leaders and ministry directors who are followers of Christ, who love the Lord with all their heart Amen. and are able to step in and take some of that for the pastors when it is an emergency, but maybe this elder has had more experience with the situation going on, or Mm. maybe this elder has, um, has more knowledge about what this problem is. And so we are really blessed that way at village church. And I'm very thrilled about that, but we are at an advantage that our children are grown and gone. Mm. And so we although have a lot of demands on our time and still want to take time to rest and have dates together you know we know that we are in a position that we can say yes mm. more often um, because of that yep. you know now with a new grandbaby i'm not exactly <laughs> sure how that's going to work it's going to be a lot more no it's going to be a little more now yeah that's right um it's funny you you asked about preacher's kids and our son kind of coined a phrase when he was younger and said, you know, a preacher's kid is voluntold. And <laughs> That's <laughs> and good. That was, That's good. I'm that a, was I'm, his expression yeah. because we were the last ones at church to put chairs away or to pick up the trash or, you know, to lock the doors. As Brianne said, you know, you might be standing there <laughs> hangry yep. you know our kids were always hangry and i'm always um, hangry and always well. hangry and for those of you that don't know um being voluntold as a pastor's kid is they are volunteered by their parents and expected to do whatever fill in the blank um so yeah our son noted that he was voluntold to help do the chairs and again, it, I'm so I'm so blessed. Um, Tim and I feel very blessed that our children now, although they've grown up being voluntold, um, are actually the ones who do stay behind and mm-hmm. help pick up the chairs and run the community groups. And, and those they'll be kinds voluntolding their children. Absolutely, as well. <laughs> <laughs> comes around, goes around. That's right. That's cool. 
Well, that wraps up our time, Renee, for today. Would you come back tomorrow and talk about critiquing a pastor's message, particularly <laughs> your husband's? Um, I'd be glad to. Yes, that would be a lot of fun. So um, audience would love to just say thank you for joining us today. And uh, tomorrow again, we're going to be talking to Renee Chin just about what it is like to be a wife and especially the wife of someone who's preaching. It's a very weird place to be at times, but also a really joyful one. Love to hear her talk about that. So listeners, would you do us three favors? Number one, would you submit a question? You can go to vcob.org and you'll find a Q&A button on our homepage to submit a question. Number two, would you share this podcast with a friend or an enemy? And number three, would you rate and review? We would greatly appreciate that. And we will see you tomorrow.